Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Thursday morning. The race to the White House kicking into gear. Yeah, with Republicans vying for attention on the national stage. It's September 28th. This is today. Fight night. You said fight night. If I may finish. GOP candidates clash in a fiery debate. The front runner once again not in the room, but his record and legal troubles top of mind. Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. Donald Trump is missing in action. So did any of the hopefuls move the needle with voters? We'll break it all down. Breaking overnight, back home. The American soldier expelled from North Korea arriving at a military base in Texas. New details on the negotiations behind his release. And will he now face disciplinary action? Unavoidable? Time almost up to avoid a government shutdown and no sign of a deal. Millions of American families bracing to go without paychecks in just two days. Just ahead, the impacts already being felt. In custody, the convicted felon wanted in the murder of a young tech CEO in Baltimore, arrested after a two-day manhunt. How police finally tracked him down and where the case goes from here. All that plus troubling trend. Inside the nation's retail theft crisis, a spike costing stores and shoppers billions. The drastic actions now being taken from coast to coast. And birthday party surprise. The stunning moment, a black bear crashes a family picnic, helping itself to a feast of tacos. The uninvited guest one family will never forget. Today, Thursday, September 28, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuffey, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Welcome to today. We're glad to see you on this Thursday morning. The bear is interesting, but the mom is heroic in that it's video. It's worth taking another look yeah. at this image. I mean, can you imagine? It's a giant yeah. bear right there on the picnic table, yeah. as we just saw. And uh, mom is just holding her child, who, by the way, is behaving very, very well yes, in that moment as well. Uh, yeah. We'll show you the video in a little bit. Yeah. We have a lot more to get to this morning, including that Republican presidential debate out of California. Seven candidates facing off once again without Donald Trump. The former president instead speaking at an auto plant in Michigan. And labor strikes were one of the major topics at the debate, along with this looming government shutdown. Many government workers could go without pay as soon as this weekend. Uh, we've got it all covered. We're going to start with NBC's Garrett Hake. He's from the site of that debate at the Reagan Library in Simi Valley. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. There were really two main targets of the debate stage last night, the current president, Joe Biden, and the former president, Donald Trump, also not on the stage, but with a commanding 40-plus point lead in the latest NBC News poll, casting a very large shadow over the debate. Overnight, seven Republican presidential candidates facing off in a contentious and at times chaotic debate. The frontrunner, former President Trump, skipping the showdown to campaign in Michigan. 
His rivals Chris Christie and Ron DeSantis repeatedly noting his absence. Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you to defend his record where they added $7.8 trillion to the debt. Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on this stage and defending your record. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. On abortion, DeSantis demanded Mr. Trump explain his recent comments on Meet the Press when the former president criticized the Florida governor for signing a six-week abortion ban. I think what he did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake. To try to say that pro-life protections are somehow a terrible thing. I want him to look into the eyes and tell people who've been fighting this fight for a long time. Former Vice President Mike Pence taking aim at President Biden for joining striking auto workers in Michigan. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. And Vivek Ramaswamy, who tangled with rivals in the first debate, acknowledging his critics. You see a young man who's in a bit of a hurry, maybe a little ambitious, bit of a know-it-all, it seems, at times. Still, his rivals pounced. Tim Scott seizing on his business dealings. I can't imagine how you could say that, knowing that you were just in business with the Chinese Communist Party and the same people that funded Hunter Biden. And Nikki Haley targeting his use of TikTok. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. We asked Ramaswamy about that exchange after the debate. The core argument that Nikki Haley seemed to have against you, the core argument yeah. against She has well, a grudge against me that well, I don't have a grudge against her. It's a one-way grudge. She can't trust you, that voters can't trust you. What do you say to that? She said I made her dumber. And I'm well, there sorry. was that too. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Okay, so what kind of reaction did we see from the former president? Was he watching? His campaign says he wasn't watching, and the Trump campaign has argued that it's time to move past all of these primary debates and rally around him, the frontrunner, to focus on Joe Biden. But they also focused some of their energy on attacking Nikki Haley, not just their usual foil, Ron DeSantis, suggesting that the Trump campaign thinks there might be someone else in second place soon. Savannah? I guess in politics that passes for a compliment. <laughs> Garrett, thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, we got another breaking story overnight. The American soldier expelled from North Korea after being detained there for months arrived back in the United States. NBC's Morgan Chesky's at the base in Texas. He touched down there earlier this morning. Good morning, Morgan. What's the latest? Yeah, Hoda, good morning. In a journey of more than 6,000 miles for private second-class Travis King, ended just a short time ago here at Joint Base San Antonio, where that plane touched down. And we actually have the video capturing the dramatic moments. You can see King, that 23-year-old Wisconsin native, escorted off the plane by military personnel. U.S. officials described him as in good health and good spirits. Now, as for how all of this unfolded back in July, U.S. officials say that King was facing allegations of assault in South Korea, but before flying back to the United States, he booked a group tour of the DMZ, the demilitarized zone separating North and South Korea, then bolted across the border into South Korea. 
U.S. officials say that there was no trade-off for King, and North Korean officials say that he, quote, did that bolting across the border because he was disillusioned with American society. The handoff itself came with the help of Swedish officials who escorted King to the Chinese border, where he was greeted by both U.S. and Chinese officials. A rare moment of cooperation between the two superpowers, but China says they stepped in at the request of both the U.S. and North Korea to offer what they called humanitarian aid. Hoda? All right. So now what is next for King? Uh, Could there be some disciplinary action that he could face for what happened there? Yeah, he definitely could, Hoda. But in the meantime, we're told that he will face post-isolation support at Brook Army Medical Center here in San Antonio. As for that disciplinary action, while he was never declared a deserter by the Army, he was declared absent without leave. That could mean disciplinary action, potentially a dishonorable discharge. But military officials have made it very clear that their only focus at the point in time is reuniting King with his family and making sure that 23-year-old private second class is in good health. Hoda? All right, Morgan Chesky for us there. Morgan, thank you. Let's go back to politics. Time is running out quickly to avoid a government shutdown. The deadline is now just two days away. NBC's Ryan Nobles joins us from Washington. So (laughs) we asked you again, Ryan, how close are they to getting a deal? Uh, Not close at all, Savannah. Good morning. And you're right. Only two days to go. Republicans and Democrats really not any closer to striking a deal to avert a government shutdown. In fact, at this point, the two sides aren't even really talking. And then there's even real division within the House of Representatives. Speaker Kevin McCarthy shooting down a bipartisan short-term spending bill uh, that was uh, uh, proposed in the Senate in favor of moving a group of appropriations bills that really have no hope of passing the upper chamber. Now, if they cannot strike a deal by midnight Saturday, millions of government workers will not get paid. That includes active duty members of the military who in the past were given carve outs to keep them paid during a shutdown. But that is not happening this time around. Now, members are expected to work through the weekend until an agreement is reached. But the speaker is in a tight spot here because agreeing to the demands of the GOP holdouts would have little of of a plan that would have little chance of passing. And so then if he turns to get help from the Democrats, he could face ouster as speaker. So we're in a very difficult situation here on Capitol Hill, Savannah. And meanwhile, the House Republicans are still con- planning on doing their first hearing in their impeachment inquiry of President Biden. What do you expect there? Yeah, that's right. It's going to happen this morning. And in today's hearing, Republicans have invited three expert witnesses whose job it will be to piece together the information that the three committees investigating the president's family have collected with the goal of attempting to try and establish a link between Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings and the president himself. But at this point, they've really yet to uncover that smoking gun that specifically makes that connection. Republicans are hoping, though, a new trove of documents released yesterday by the Ways and Means Committee will help to to establish that link, it's important to point out the president has said repeatedly that he played no role in his son's businesses. Savannah. All right. Ryan Nobles on Capitol Hill. Thanks, Ryan. Also this morning, an intense manhunt is over for the suspect in the brutal murder of a tech entrepreneur in Baltimore. Police confirming an arrest overnight. NBC's Emily Aketa joins us now with details on this. Hey, Emily, good morning. Hey there, Hoda. Well, Baltimore residents are breathing a sigh of relief this morning with this man who officials described as armed and dangerous now off the streets. Jason Billingsley had been wanted for first-degree murder in the killing of tech CEO Pavel LaPere, but police now also tying him to other serious crimes that happened in another part of Baltimore just last week. 
This morning, after a three-day manhunt, authorities confirming the arrest of Jason Billingsley, suspected in the killing of tech CEO Pavela Pear. The U.S. Marshals telling NBC affiliate WBAL, Billingsley was captured in connection to the murder at a train station in Bowie, Maryland. Our special investigation section and homicide unit have been working aggressively to identify the suspect responsible for this tragic incident. LaPere was found dead of apparent blunt force injuries Monday in the apartment building where friends say she lived and worked, sparking a massive manhunt for her killer. The mother of the suspect telling NBC News in a telephone interview she had texted with her son. I told him to turn himself in because they're going to kill him. Also saying that her son showed her a gun Monday, but she believes he's trying to sell it. Authorities not revealing any connection between the 26-year-old rising star entrepreneur and the suspect, but say Billingsley has a lengthy rap sheet including sex offenses and assault. He was released from jail last October, according to authorities, who are now confirming Billingsley is also wanted in connection with an attempted murder, arson, and rape that occurred in another part of Baltimore just last week. Hey, uh, Pava, CEO and founder of Ecomap Technologies. While a student at Johns Hopkins University, LaPere founded Ecomap Technologies, her family, friends, and colleagues gathering for a vigil in her honor Wednesday, saying LaPere was compassionate about her community and her work. She inspired so many people through her brilliance, through her passion, through her zest for life, through her authenticity. And Baltimore police have yet to reveal a motive in LaPere's killing as they're now combing through all cases since last October when Billingsley was released from jail. We are expecting to learn more about how authorities brought him into custody overnight at a news conference later this morning. Hoda. All right. Emily Aketa for us there in D.C. Emily, thank you. As mentioned, as the Republican debate was playing out, frontrunner Donald Trump was thousands of miles away in Michigan addressing supporters at a non-union auto parts manufacturer. NBC's Maggie Vespa is in Wayne, Michigan for us. So, Maggie, what did the president, the former president, have to say? Hey, Savannah, good morning. So, yeah, former President Trump spoke to, for more than an hour, actually, last night, to a crowd of roughly 300 people, by our estimates. Some people in that crowd telling our teams they are UAW members, only a handful telling our teams they are actually on strike. During his speech, the former president repeatedly blasting President Biden, who was on the picket lines, of course, on Tuesday, also blasting the president's shift or push to shift the industry to electric vehicles, which the former president says will kill industry jobs. In fact, quote, telling auto, work, uh, auto workers directly on the picket lines, quote, I don't think you're picketing for the right thing. And then after he said that, he called for the union's endorsement. Take a listen. Joe Biden claims to be the most pro-union president in history. Nonsense. Do me a favor. Just get your union guys, your leaders to endorse me. So we talked to workers out here this morning. Uh, they tell us, of course, they're concerned about the long-term job security issues tied to electric vehicles, but they bristle at the president's comments, telling them that they're not picketing for the right thing. It's also worth noting the UAW this morning has no official response to the former president's speech last night. But, of course, Union President Sean Fain last week blasted former President Trump's plans to come here and speak at all. Savannah. Yeah, in Michigan, a key battleground in the presidential race. So we're seeing a lot of presidential politics there. But meanwhile, back to the strike. You've got the United Auto Workers strike nearly two weeks in. And they've been doing this sort of every week, adding more and more. Is that the plan for, for later this week? Yeah, Savannah, it sure seems like. I mean, right now we could very well see another round of walkouts. That's according to a source with the UAW who tells us 
Tomorrow morning, UAW President Sean Fain, and this, as you point out, is a familiar routine, will take to Facebook Live and announce a new round of what they call strike targets. And then tomorrow at noon, that source says more workers will be called on to walk off the job. That is, once again, barring what the union calls serious progress in contract talks with the big three. Savannah. All right, Maggie Vespa. Thank you, Maggie. We have an update this morning on the ongoing Hollywood actor strike. Lead negotiators for SAG-AFTRA and the industry's top studios will head back to the bargaining table on Monday for a new round of talks. This comes just days after Hollywood writers reached an agreement on a new three-year contract with the studios that's ending a nearly five-month strike. Actors are seeking a bigger cut of streaming revenue, an increase in base pay, and safeguards against the use of AI technologies. All right, quarter after, let us get that first check of the weather from hey, hey. Mr. Sunshine himself. Well, we had some nice sunshine here in the Northeast (laughs) yesterday, but going away again, unfortunately, we are going to be stuck in a bit of an Omega block, that jet stream uh, shaped like the Greek letter Omega. Storm systems just get stuck and trapped on on either side of the block. So here's what we've got here in the Northeast, in the Mid-Atlantic. We're going to have days of of stalled front bringing more clouds and rain to the east. Uh, Out west, actually, the good news in the Pacific Northwest is going to be cool and damp, but they need that rain because it has been parch. But you remember that show, Malcolm in the Middle? Well, it's going to be marvelous in the middle. Uh, unseasonably warm autumn days through next week from uh, Minnesota all the way down into Texas. So here we go. We're going to start to watch this low pressure system develop. Some heavier showers and thunderstorms also through the Ohio River Valley. Today, that low pressure forms off the southeast coast. Breezy, showery conditions there. Then for Friday, very high rainfall rates here in the northeast. We're talking about rip currents, a risk for coastal flooding. Saturday, that low will start to pull off, and so the weather will improve for the Northeast and New England through the afternoon, but not before dumping another anywhere from two to five inches or more from Philadelphia, Atlantic City, all the way out to Montauk and parts of New England. And that is your latest weather. Guys? Thank you, Al. Appreciate it. Coming up this morning, we'll go inside the nation's growing retail theft crisis. Of course, we saw what happened in that looting rampage in Philadelphia this week. The drastic measures stores and cities are now taking. What it means for you as you head into the busy holiday shopping season. Plus, uh, we got a trailer update. Travis (laughs) Kelsey shedding new light on his weekend with Taylor Swift. There's a new image of those two that has a lot of people talking. I thought we were saying swell C. No, that got voted out. Oh, Everyone's trailer. Trailer? Okay. I think so. All right. First, this is today on NBC. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we were back 7 30 boy we've been talking about this all morning a brave mother in mexico she knew just what to do when that black bear Crash her son's outdoor birthday celebration. You see the bear jump right up on the picnic table, started eating everything on the table. Santiago, a little boy there, was so brave as well. He has Down syndrome. His mom says he's afraid of animals, so she said, just sit like a statue. She covered his eyes so he wouldn't react and wouldn't upset the animal. Well, the animal went off, they're fine. She said, when she was asked if she was a hero, she said, no, just a mama bear. Oh, my God. Pretty and incredible. That, and that was a lot of time that bear spent there. Yes. So. Incredible to see that. Wow. Brave mom, brave son. Uh, first up, though, in this half hour, the alarming spike in retail crime on cities from coast to coast. We saw a glaring example in Philly Tuesday night, that violent looting spree targeting popular stores. At least 50 people have now been arrested. Police promising there are more arrests to come. NBC's Jacob Soberoff is here with more on this trend, what's being done about it. We've been hearing about these smashing grabs a lot more and more. What's up, you guys? Good morning. Yeah, Hoda, you said it. We all saw those striking images of the stores being looted in Philadelphia this week, and it is part of a larger trend. Theft has impacted retailer margins, <laughs> profitability as well, to the tune of $112 billion last year. That's according to a new industry survey. But the violence associated with retail threat, theft excuse me, is the biggest concern. Businesses of all sizes are now struggling to stay, stay, stay safe and keep their doors open amid a nationwide crime spree. Across the country, cities big and small are seeing a rise in retail crime. But it's the growing dangers associated with those thefts that are causing concern. But what we're seeing are these large-scale, open and brazen events of theft. Shocking videos like these show increasingly violent criminal acts, leaving some business owners and their employees worried for their safety. While the financial hits from retail theft are only up slightly from last year, the heightened levels and threat of violence associated with these crimes are getting worse. A major study from the National Retail Federation found 81% of retailers reported that organized retail criminals had grown more violent. And even 88% say even shoplifters are more aggressive and violent. It has some owners changing the way they're doing business. I have more cameras than I ever had. I have... A staff person whose job is to walk around. My staff, you know, I have to train them up more to understand, like, what they should and should not do. Retailers are taking a hit at a time when they're already having a hard time filling open positions, with the holiday shopping season fast approaching. I've had two people quit because they're like, you know what, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Oakland is among those cities most affected by organized retail crime. The problem's former Oakland police chief, Lerone Armstrong, sees in his own backyard, now spreading across the country. 
I think it's a combination of lack of enforcement, uh, not enough resources, and then uh, not strong enough prosecution. I've seen it happen. I've seen people run out with products and security just kind of say, hey, and that's all they can really do. Though these brazen thefts seem to be happening more and more, law enforcement and retail experts say turning the tide on the nationwide crime spree is possible. We have to ask that states and local communities look at their current laws related to property theft and larcenies and make sure that they're strong enough to put consequences behind the criminal acts. Well, other than closing stores, Jacob, I mean, is there anything else that the, the companies can do when they're facing threats like this? The, a couple of things are talking about reducing the hours that they're open or changing the products that they carry. Here's some of the products that the shoplifters are targeting now. Outerwear, batteries, energy drinks as well, uh, footwear, kitchen accessories. So it's very complicated, but they're Everything. saying they're going to have security personnel in these stores. I like Deborah, the woman that we talked to, who said, you know what? No matter what happens, I'm not going to let these folks win. We're going to keep our small business open. We're going to yeah. keep working. we got to have the customers come in here and serve the community, most important. It's true, but it's scary for employees, too. Yeah, Lots more I... stuff. You just notice things being under lock and key at the uh, drugstore or Target yeah. or wherever. Yeah. All right, Jacob, thank, thank you. Jason, I know you're bit. coming back for Popstart. I know it. Okay, so we're also going to have an update in Popstart on Bruce Springsteen's health. He's uh, postponing all of his remaining concerts for the year, so we'll check in on that. And then Vicki Wynn is here. She's exploring the looming government shutdown and how you could be impacted. Hey, Vic. Hey, good morning, Hoda and Savannah. What would a government shutdown mean for millions of federal workers and everyday Americans, from small businesses to home buyers? We'll talk about the potential impacts and how you can prepare. That's all coming up next, right here on Today. This morning on In-Depth Today, we're going to take a closer look at this looming government shutdown and how you may be impacted. Congress has just two days left to reach a deal, so... What if it happens? NBC's uh, Vicki Wynn is here to break it all down. So we know right away, Vicki, that this is going to affect government employees. Who will be impacted on the first level? Yeah, Hoda, if lawmakers don't reach a decision, mm-hmm. if they can't pass these 12 appropriation bills and get our government funded, 1201 Sunday morning, the government shuts down. That means roughly 2 million federal workers will be put on furlough. They'll be asked to stay home from work without pay. Dr. Uh, Nick Economides from New York University basically told us, look at these various uh, programs here on your screen, right? You've got military personnel, not the essential ones. Food assistance programs could also be at risk. We're talking about wow. millions of mothers and children who won't have access to really important uh, needs there. And then national parks, it's to be determined. We don't know right now if they're going to shut those down or if states will chip in and be able to keep some of them open like they did back in 2018. The other thing I want you to look at is all of the departments that are affected by this shutdown that will likely be on skeleton crews. You have the Department of Transportation, Education, Health and Human Services, Housing and Urban Development. Mm. These are all agencies where you'll see limited to no services at all. And think about this. You're working in some cases, the 1.2 million active duty military, they're still going to have to come into work. The air traffic controllers, other people considered essential and no paycheck. But guess what they still have to pay? Their bills, their mortgages, their rent, food and gas. You know who does still get paid throughout all this? Lawmakers. I'm so glad you mentioned that because in in contrast to other shutdowns that we've unfortunately had to go through, in this case, the military personnel are not going to be paid. Correct. There's no carve out. No. So So some of them will still have to work. But they will not be paid. And many, many people, not just military, but many people live paycheck to yes, paycheck. Absolutely. So this is Single really going to affect well. real 
people, yep. mm-hmm. including those who are protecting our country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just government employees, mm-hmm. though, because there's a ripple mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. Let's start with home buyers right now, Savannah. What if you're in the market for a home and you want to get a federally backed mortgage from mm-hmm. the FHA, the Federal Housing Administration? Zillow experts are saying up to 2,500 applications a day will face delays or not be processed at all because who's answering the phones? Who's working on those loan applications? No one if the government shuts down. Then think about the 33 million small businesses in this country that rely on one way or another on the SBA, the Small Business Administration, for loans, grants, services. If no one's returning your emails, you're missing out. Uh, Goldman Sachs did this survey. 70% of businesses say they think they'll be negatively impacted. 93% say they're going to lose revenue if the government shuts down. Now, if you have a student loan, no problems there. You'll continue to pay your, your student loan payments. But if you want to make any changes to that loan, you may not be able to get mm-hmm. any help. All right. So a lot of people are traveling, coming up with the holidays and the rest of it. It'll affect travelers, too. Is that right? Yes. So the government line is, look, TSA, they are essential workers. These yeah. officers will be there at the airport. Well, what happened in December of 2018 when we had a government shutdown for 34 days? High rates of absenteeism, long lines Uh at TSA. People were calling in sick. There was low morale. People didn't want to show up to work and not get paid. They weren't jazzed about that. Uh So if you are traveling, anticipate that. And also passports. It's been such a headache trying to get passports Uh renewed or new passports because of the surge in travel demand. Now you add on a skeleton crew at the passport offices. You'll be waiting a long time for that passport. Uh It's also frustrating to watch this go on because there's a cost to even coming to the brink like this. There's a cost to the economy. And God forbid the the government shut down for weeks and weeks and weeks. It could tip the economy into Mm -hmm. recession. It hurts everybody. It's hard to understand how it is that we keep finding ourselves in this position. I could not agree with you more. And it's very frustrating. If you're one of the people whose paychecks is affected, and we talked to some experts about what you can do if you are in this position Mm -hmm. right now, two days to go. First, take stock of what you have. Look at your bank accounts. What's in the emergency fund? Do you have any secondary sources of income, anyone you could turn to to help? Also, talk to your landlord. Talk to your bill providers. Can they give you a break? Could you delay or or separate your payments into different installments without having to pay a penalty? It is always worth asking. And if you're in a position to help, donate to your food banks, because we know in a dire time like this, people will need those community resources. They will. Food assistance is one of the things that will be stopped. Mm. Vicky, thank you. Thank you, Vic. Let's get another check of the Mm. weather from Al. That's right, guys. We've got a harvest supermoon coming up. If you look to the east, the northeast, southeast, this evening at sunset, the supermoon rises in the east, not just the supermoon, but we'll have Saturn and Jupiter visible as well, which is going to be kind of cool. In fact, the the supermoon occurs when the moon is actually closer in its orbit to Earth, so it looks much bigger. Typical year, three to four. This The last four full moons have all been supermoons, and of course, the harvest moon because of the time of the harvest right now. Where can you see it? Well, here in the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, clouds are going to spoil the show. It's going to be beautiful, though, from Houston to, oh, to Omaha, Chicago, looking good. Super viewing in the Southwest, but the Northwest, not so good clouds and rain. And that's your latest weather. I'm sorry I didn't do your Neil Neil. Neil Young, Harvest Moon, one of the greatest songs of all times. Do you have it right there? Well, this is sort of a a dance version of that. Yes, there is a dance, kind of an uns uns. You know how you do. Yeah, okay, (laughs) thank you. We really really developed there. Guys, coming up, the new image taken after Mm. the Chiefs game on Sunday. Oh. What does it mean, y'all? It's feeding the frenzy that surrounds Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. (laughs) We're going to get into that right after this. (laughs) 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Back 748, Jacob joins us. I always happen to have Jacob at the table. Thank you. On the story that is breaking the internet. The internet's broken. Week. It's not breaking. It's broken. It's broken. Past tense. Because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. My nine-year-old's talking yeah. about it. She yeah. wants me to, she's like, is it real, Mom? Who is it? She better not tell, break her heart. I was going to say, Bale's she, yeah, quote she's very, strong. Yeah, my daughter said this morning, if, she, if he breaks her heart, I'll break him. Oh, stop. I know. Well, anyway, Joe Pryor is here. Joe, help! He better not break her heart. No, I hope not either. I mean, or this, vice versa. This possible romance, this budding romance—call it what you want—it's actually taking the Kelsey brothers' New Heights podcast to really new heights. The latest edition, already viewed more than one and a half million times in less than twenty-four hours, and a new image of Travis and Taylor together after Sunday's game is only adding to the frenzy. It's every Swifty's wildest dream to know more about Trailer or Swelsey, whatever you want to call them. And now we're finally hearing from Travis Kelsey. How's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> Shout out to Taylor for, uh, for pulling up. We're getting a look at Kelsey and Taylor Swift getting close Sunday night in a new photo obtained by TMZ. They were at a party after the Chiefs game where Swift made that high profile appearance. And then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. Kelsey shared a few more new details yesterday with his brother, Eagles player Jason, on their podcast. This might be an all-timer of an episode. I wonder why. The Kelseys were coy as they kicked off this week's episode of New Heights. You had to wait 32 minutes, 47 seconds before their football-focused conversation was intercepted. I'm enjoying life. Um, and I sure as hell enjoyed this weekend. Kelsey reflecting on the moments that broke the internet Sunday. Everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about it. <laughs> to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the, the, the high fives with mom, to, uh, to see how, you know, Chiefs Kingdom was all excited that she was there. The brothers also acknowledged the new attention with a segment they call No Dumb Questions, this time directed at Swifties. What's a field goal? <laughs> do you throw the ball or run with it me personally i run with it what is a down a down is an attempt to get 10 yards for fans of both football and swift the podcast answered some questions but not all you know i'd always I'd like to know what they talked about how was dinner how's the party kelsey made it clear moving forward his comments will be focused on football what's real is that um you know it is my personal life and um, I want to respect both of our lives. Even as his teammates block a blitz of swift questions. I met her. She was uh, she's really cool. Good people. Um, but 
like Trav said, man, I'm going to let them have their privacy um, and uh, just keep it moving. So a source close to the situation tells NBC News Swift and Kelsey are just getting to know each other. And it's not the first time they've hung out. They met up a little over a month ago here in New York. Of course, we are waiting to see if they're going to have another meeting here this Sunday with the Chiefs playing the Jets. No official confirmation yet, but StubHub says since Sunday, Mm -hmm. ticket sales for that game up 175% for the game. 175%. Since Sunday in a 72-hour period. That's amazing. That that last game last Sunday, most watched game of the week, more than 24 million viewers, a notable spike in females ages 12 to 49 were watching. I'm happy I mean, for them. Uh, good for them. Uh, the Taylor effect. And good for okay. us. You know, the NFL really needed that boost. Yeah. 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 And guys, we have a can't miss edition of Popstar coming your way, plus a very special tour from Nashville, little big town sights and sounds of the city. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.